0: Hi, my name is Arman, and you're listening to the yes, I Am podcast. At this podcast, we have vulnerable and venting conversations full of integrity with guests about their life stories and how it influences who they are today. You can follow me on Instagram at ArmanASKZ to stay connected. And for more information, you can follow the YesIM podcast on Instagram at YIA underscore YesIM. And now let's get inspired. What would it take to quit college? Some people drop out because they keep failing some courses. Some people drop out to work and provide for family. Some drop out just because they don't they don't like it and they just like partying about it. For Micah it was passion. He drops out of college to do what he loves. He picks up razors and scissors instead of pen and pencil. Welcome to your same podcast, Micah. How are you doing?
1: doing good bro thank you for having me
0: of course of course i want to i want to start with um the beginning of this journey uh for you starting cutting hair um recently i was talking to my friend and uh, she told me how much she loves doing makeup and beauty stuff and um All of her love and passion for doing it, you know, she was like, I really enjoy doing it. I really like uh, making sure people are looking more beautiful, you know. But I have a lot of doubt of starting this journey, you know. I don't know if I can, like, provide for myself. I don't know if this will be something that is going to be sustainable in the future, you know. Like, yeah, I'm going to make some money, but, like, there's a lot of doubt going on. Mm-hmm. So you 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 really change your whole path. Right. How would how did it look like for you? Um did you have any doubts when you started it?
1: I mean when I first started it was kind of just more of like <laughs> a like a side hobby. I wasn't sure if I wanted to take it serious or not. It was kind of just to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, there was some doubt cuz it was more of an idea rather than a reality in that in the in the beginning but um The more and more I realized this is something that can grow, and the more hard work and commitment I put into it, I can really make something out of it. Um, My mindset shifted fairly quickly, Um, but yeah, I mean, you're always gonna have doubt. You're always gonna realize that, you know, what if it's always gonna be the what ifs? What if I don't succeed? What if I don't get to a certain point? But that's something I had to adjust to really, really quick and really early on. That you know, I'd rather go all in then kind of you know stay back and kind of go like be iffy about it i guess
0: like like what happened that you decided to just go all in for it like was there a specific someone's like head you caught and they were like wow it looks good like what was it like what what sparked that
1: yeah so i was giving one of my friends a haircut and while i was a student here at oregon state i was uh, studying kinesiology and Mm -hmm. one of my friends was being straight up with me, he said, dude, you should just make a career out of this. And I said, you know, what are you talking about? You know, this, is all, <laughs> this is just for fun. Right. He goes, think about it. What are you studying right now? And mm-hmm. I said, kinesiology. He goes, who and what kind of people are you going to meet in your life, you know, for the most part? And I said, athletes, if I wanted to be, like, an athletic trainer. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. And then he goes, how many people are going to want haircuts in their life? And then just that question, I didn't even answer it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, and He goes exactly. There's mm-hmm. gonna be a lot more opportunities for you with that. He that was literally the end of that conversation. The wh- whole rest of the day, that was something that just cont- that was contemplating on my my mind. Really, I was like, dude, I don't know what to do now. But really? that was like the very beginning point of like, I can make this change happen.
0: I love that. Like, like when after that conversation, like t- tell me about your like what were you feeling. Within yourself,
1: I was I was very conflicted, man. Really, I was like, because you know, you're a freshman. You know, you're doing all these intro courses. You're kind of getting an idea yeah. of what the next three years, even post graduation, like internships, even your master's is gonna look like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was having a lot of fun with that. You know, everything mm-hmm. I was studying was fun. I was enjoying it. I was like, this is this is new. This is exciting. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I had you know cutting hair, which is also brand new. is exciting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It was it was really crazy that when i was thinking about it i was just like this this is it bro you know cutting hair this this could be everything this could be the end this could be the future this could be the long run but i don't know right away it was going there's so much going through my head Mm -hmm. but you know it took took about a week a full week for me to think to myself like yeah cutting hair is this is what i'm gonna do i might as well go you know play it all rather than playing one card gotcha
0: and, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting um, that a lot of people's hobby is actually what they really love to do. Mm-hmm. And can, they can easily turn that to job, a career. Yeah. You know, if they start, like, having those conversations that you have with your friend, you know, and, like, they start figuring out, okay, there is, there is a room for me to turn my hobby to something that I love and I want to do for the rest of my life. And I'm even going to a, make a living out of it. And uh, for you, did you know this is something that you you love to do, or like did you fell in love with it throughout the whole journey?
1: It was definitely falling in love with it throughout the whole journey. Mm-hmm. Like right away, you know, like I said earlier, it was strictly just for fun. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to see what I could do with it. I was yeah kind of seeing, you know, can I be good at this? Yeah. Um, but the love for it didn't really grow until I made the decision to really out of college in order mm-hmm. to go and pursue this career. Um, when I went to barber school like the second I walked through those the school doors, I said to myself, okay, this is real, you know this isn't something I can just back I can't back out of it now yeah you know um, but that's definitely where the love, I would say started. Um, mm-hmm. It's where the mindset really shifted to where this is going to be my life. Love that. This isn't gonna be I something think. I can just be like, eh, this is gonna mm-hmm. be on the side. No, this is, this is this is the core of it right here.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that. And then you know, like when you make this type of big decisions, like dropping out of college mm-hmm. and completely changing your path, there's a lot of things come with. Uh, what would the family say? What would how what would the friends will think and things like that? Did you have those type of conversations and like?
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, when you talk, tell your parents something brand new that you yeah. don't really talk to them about, they're going to kind of have not second second doubts or yeah. they're not going to think to themselves, like, oh, is he, is he messing with us? But mm-hmm. when I told them, you know, I think I want to start cutting hair, mm-hmm. it wasn't more of, you know, they were disappointed in me. It was more of, you know, what made you want to decide this because i was very set on kinesiology and athletic training Mm -hmm. from the beginning of high school to my freshman year of college so they wanted to know sort of my thought process what changed what shifted and my dad on the other hand was like i'm not surprised i was like what are you talking about because
0: one
1: he'd be there'd be times where i would be cutting hair at my house and he'd kind of pop in to kind of see what i was doing and he was like, I've never seen you smile more while doing something. He would always see me smile with the outcome of something. Right? If I if I, I, I did a good if I did a good yeah. deed, right? Yeah. If I gave some if I someone dropped money on the ground and mm-hmm. I gave it back to him. Right after that I'd smile because I felt good. Yeah. But he said, I've never seen you smile more doing something than what the than rather than having it be the outcome. Wow. So I was like, You really saw that? He was like, I've like I said, I've never seen that before in you. So that kind of that kind of blew my mind. My mom, on the other hand, was you know, it's how moms saying. She goes, "Well, what happened to kinesiology? What happened to athletic training? What happened to, you know, the love for that?" And I was like, I was like, you know, things come and go, and you know, this is something you know I wanted to dedicate myself to.
0: You know, I really admire people like you, that really figure out early on that what is they they really love. People throughout their journey after college, they change so many jobs. Maybe they never even land what they love, you know, or maybe they get to they get to 40, 50. I had conversations with very old people that are like 70, 80 years old right now. And they were like, I didn't know who am I and what I want to do and what I love to do till 40, 50. Or they would say, uh, I didn't dare to do it. You know, I was always scared, and I just felt so miserable mm-hmm. at all of the jobs that I now decided that I need to do what I love. You know, and I admire about that about you that you you had the guts to really you really take that action to really say, okay, this is my decision. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop out of college to pursue what I love. You mm-hmm. know, that's very admirable. Thank that's you, admirable. thank you. Um. And how about, so, do you, do you see yourself as someone that's, like, uh, feel, feels uh, peer pressured?
1: I don't want to say I feel peer pressure. It's mm-hmm. more of, like, I guess the only type of pressure I'd feel is more of when I'm doing a haircut for someone I'm not familiar with. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of trust that's put into that. Yeah. Right? You know, some, some people could go and get a haircut and walk out and be like, oh, well, that was just a normal haircut. Mm-hmm. There's people, other people... Are gonna think to themselves like i'm gonna get a haircut from this guy i need him to do the best possible job if Mm -hmm. not it wasn't worth it Mm -hmm. so that's the only pressure the only pressure i feel is me being able to satisfy the client Mm -hmm. when i guess you can say quote unquote picky or they just yeah there's a lot of different there's a lot of confliction and trust i guess Mm -hmm. so that's the only thing that i have to overcome other than that um the only pressure that's applied To me, is from myself. I guess I would say, yeah.
0: Are you? Are you a perfectionist?
1: One thousand (laughs) percent. One thousand percent. Yeah, it's like I know people who can bust out haircuts in half hour. Yeah. But I look at them and they're just like, I'm just trying to do as many as I can. I don't care what the outcome is. And I personally, I feel like that's not the best mindset to have. You know, Mm -hmm. um, to each its own, Mm -hmm. but. I'm such a perfectionist that I have to make sure that whatever I'm doing, I need to make sure I'm doing, you know, the most amount, the most effort I can possibly do.
0: Love that. Love that. I mean, it, 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 it could be harmful sometimes to be perfectionist, but at the same time, it can help you to succeed for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like one, one thing about you uh, is like when, when, when you cut hair with that precision, you know, you, you put too much attention to someone, make sure they're really going to enjoy that haircut that's something that tells them tells the, your customers to like hey I can trust Micah I can trust and go back to Micah because he always wants to give me the best you know that's that's very important feature to have especially if in things like like cutting hair things like uh, anything that even related to to to, to uh, our physical health you know like when, when, when you have a good haircut you feel good about yourself oh yeah you know it, it, it's really about that so People trust you with that. And I think uh, w- once we had this conversation uh, while you were giving me a haircut about how interesting it is that like you hear conversations that you have with customers, you know, like they tell you some stuff that they probably won't even share with anyone else. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, t- tell me about that experience.
1: Like that's the one thing I can one up almost anybody on. Mm-hmm. You know, people who get haircuts from me will ask me, What's their favorite, What's my favorite part about a haircut or cutting mm-hmm. hair? Yeah, people think it's a certain step in the haircut. People mm-hmm. think it's sort of the before and after. Yeah, my go-to answer, and I'll never change this answer yeah. ever. It's the conversation. Wow, I could have f- four different clients in one day, right? Four back to back, right after one another. Mm-hmm. First person is gonna have one story. Second person is gonna have a, a another story. story. So on and so forth. Like no two clients have the same exact life. And I think that's the most mind-blowing thing. Like, I could have someone who's, you know, working two jobs to support him and his parents. He leaves, next client walks in, this kid has, doesn't have a work to work a day in his life because mm-hmm. him, his family, have been set up for, for life. So mm-hmm. it's mind-blowing to see those type of, you know, differences. But the conversation well, sure. piece is crazy because... I can meet someone for the very first time ever. I didn't mm-hmm. I probably didn't know they existed until they walked through the door.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Haircut goes by, I learned so much about them and they probably said stuff that if I was not a barber, I probably would never hear in my we'll entire life. It. Yeah. So that's that's the one thing that separates me from other barbers and mm-hmm. like just me from another person.
0: And what have you learned from all this conversation? Like what have you learned about like just human?
1: One thing I've learned is that People are way more open to talk about things than you think.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Which right. you know, I I don't want to say everyone is, but there are people who are definitely I feel like are pretty closed off. You know, mm-hmm. they want to keep to themselves. Their circles are small. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel comfortable kind of mm-hmm. expressing themselves, especially to someone who they met for the very first, first time. time yeah, exactly. No, yeah. But on the other hand, you have people who just met me for the first time and they're acting as if I've known them their entire lives. For sure. Like someone they could trust with their life. Yeah. I mean, granted, they trust me with their hair, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that it's, it's just a, an amazing feeling. For
0: sure. For sure. And like, you know, and like, I feel like every, every, every person is also unique with their stories too. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah. You just also said, said that you hear so many different stories about people, you know, and just human beings are very interesting. What you said about like, how easy people open up you oh, know yeah. one of the one of the questions like um, i i see you asking you know when when you're cutting hair is like okay so so what's new or like something like that or what's going on with that questions like that really can help to open up a conversation you know i i do i do podcasts and like sometimes um some of the episodes i when after we finish People tell me that like this sounds like a more of a therapy session because you asked me some questions that um, I didn't know I want to talk about. But when you ask me, I just start talking about it. You know, that's something that you exactly what you said. People, pe- you need just need to learn how to ask questions. But people will, will love to share. Will love to talk about themselves. Absolutely. To share about experiences. Um, one thing I wanna I wanna go to. Uh, I wanna take this whole thing back to maybe middle school, high school area time. So um, if Micah in freshman year in high school wanted to think about who he will be today, what would that be like? I'll I'll tell
1: you right now, cutting hair would not have been (laughs) a single thought whatsoever. This was not something I thought about until my freshman year of college. Yeah. Freshman year, Micah, I would say, was someone who just loved playing sports mm-hmm. and just wanted to graduate high school um, and go to college somewhere. Mm-hmm. That that was that was, you know, fourteen year old Micah. That yeah. was him. But, um, uh, yeah, it it was definitely a different person back then.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's go back to like when I'm gonna. What I mean by journey right now, I don't mean the journey of starting cutting hair, but for your whole life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what, are, what, what has been one of the biggest adversities you have faced?
1: I mean, just being an Asian American person, you know, I feel like, or any type of minority, I feel like that's something, such a big roadblock in everyone's life. You know, some people had it harder than others, but I feel like just everyone sharing the similarity of being a minority, that's just something we always had to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, so I'm 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 an adopted I'm an adopted child, mm-hmm. you know. My, both of my parents are white. Mm-hmm. So early on I had to already deal with, you know, people giving me weird looks, you know, why mm-hmm. why are your parents white? Mm-hmm. Or why do you look like that but your parents look like that? I don't mm-hmm. know. And some people just didn't understand that. And early on my parents educated me. They they told me, you know, you're gonna get people looking at you mm-hmm. when you're with us. Um just so you know, early on, you know, you're adopted. You know, I'm young. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know what that meant. Mm-hmm. But early, as a young kid, I was just like, I'm just gonna have to deal with it. You know, this is my mm-hmm. life. This is my mom. This is my dad. Yeah. You know, um, you know, as I grew up, I would get you know some things called to me, and you mm-hmm. know, certain words said to me, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't really know how to react to them. You know, I wasn't. Really? I didn't. I, I don't want to say I got like overly offended but I was just like you know why do they keep calling me this mm-hmm. I didn't really understand it. And you understand it I sat down with my, my mom and dad one day and I even sat down with one of my school principals mm-hmm. and I was asking I was like why do these kids say these things mm-hmm. and my parents were telling me you know because you're different but that's a good thing that's a good thing you, you know you're not them you know that's what sets you apart that's how you know you can be better conversation I had with my principal was these people are jealous of you. Hearing that at a young age was so different to hearing that now. I was like, "What is? what, what, are they, what do you mean by jealous? Mm-hmm. They're like, they wanna be you, but they can't be you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So having that mindset early on was like, all right, I know I'm different. I know I can be better than them. That's just the mindset I have to have. So that was, it was something to overcome early on. So whenever I was growing up and whenever I had those same interactions, mm-hmm. I just said to myself, I was like, "What are you guys? What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. what? What? What is yeah. all this? What's all this? Yeah. You know?" But I would say overcoming everything was pretty easy yeah. in my in my life, um, mm-hmm. just because I was able to adjust and kind of uh, recognize it pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, that's sort of my that's sort of how growing up was for me.
0: And like while you were growing up, did you ever like uh, had the kind of victim mentality?
1: I would say yeah mm-hmm. just because you know I would look in the mirror and I would say to myself I don't look like all these other kids mm-hmm. you know um and so I was like you know why 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 are they coming after me why why me in particular mm-hmm. granted I wasn't the only person you know mm-hmm. being called names and all yeah. this stuff but you know I would say like this kid's not getting picked on so mm-hmm. why 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 am I getting picked on um but you know it wasn't, it never went to extreme levels, I guess I would say. I never, I never said, you know, like, am I being picked on for a purpose or am I being picked on because of this? I never resorted to anything. It was all kind of pretty broad. I was like, why me? Type of thing. Why well,
0: you? Yeah. You know, like, I feel like, in, in not in, only in like a K 12 environment, but also in life environment, you either got to be loud or you got to be very very confident and comfortable in your own skin
1: absolutely and you I know, feel to like, get over it yeah. yeah and I feel like both of those options have its pros and cons mm-hmm. you know being confident in your own skin is the best thing I feel like you could have but 100%. everyone's opinion can f- easily flip it switch it um <laughs> they could look at that and be like oh this guy's cocky this guy thinks he's kind of good of himself I would never resort to that but you know being loud yeah if you if you're being loud you know one hand you can be like man they're sticking up for not themselves but for everyone else at the same time that could be like man they don't know what they're talking about so like opinions can flip
0: yeah well if you want to add to what you just said about the confident one i actually want to say this i feel like if you if you really feel comfortable with your own skin that that's just what it comes with like true confidence You get to a point in the life that you just don't care Mm -hmm. about other people's opinion you know Uh, i'm a very confident person and like i I told i told my friend hey you know for my for my birthday this year i want to host a roasting party you know i I want i want to sit down and have people roast (laughs) me (laughs) Hey, you were like, yo, you cannot handle it. It's going to be like, you're going to like get sad. I was like, no, I, I actually enjoy it, you know? Because like when you, I feel like when you really feel comfortable in your own skin, no matter mm-hmm. what people say, you know, if they laugh, you laugh with them. Mm-hmm. Not 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 just to cover it up because you like, you know, it's a joke, you know, you see it as a joke, yeah. Not not as an offense, offensive word or something, you know? That's why I feel like uh, it, it, it takes definitely a lot of work to get confident, you Absolutely. know, like in your own skin, but it's definitely, that's priceless. Oh yeah. It's priceless.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: and uh, you, you you, faced, I feel like a journey of, you know, like going through school and seeing, feeling feel victim for a minute, but how did that, how did that mindset shift for you, the victim mentality?
1: Um, you know, like I said earlier, it was something I had to adjust to quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel personally, I feel like the more and more I kind of just like took it and didn't really react to it, Mm -hmm. it would have all built up and I would have been, I would have like been conflicted. But Mm -hmm. being able to recognize it early on, I felt, you know, it's just going to happen. You know, I shouldn't let, I shouldn't let this affect who I am. Yeah. You know? You know the saying goes. You know, <laughs> haters are your motivators. So it's yeah. like you know, if they're hating on you, it's because they don't want you to succeed. They don't want uh-huh. you to do better than them. Mm-hmm. That's why they're you know hating on you. That's why they're talking down on you. is because mm-hmm. they want to be better than you, and that's the that's the one thing they're they're gonna resort to. So I was like, if I'm not ever gonna be that person who's gonna talk talk down on someone, mm-hmm. I'm gonna reign on top in the in the end. Do you do you have a
0: and anger deep down in you? do you think?
1: That's a really good question. I feel like, I feel like very, very deep down, mm-hmm. somewhere in a, like a dark place. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have this that anger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it, it could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I'm kind of scared of what it could look like, you know, mm-hmm. if it ended up like coming out. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's that that that's that's locked away, you know. It, that's that's not something I would want ever to come out because I don't know what would happen. So, um, you know, like you said with y- your roasting party, you know, yeah. I almost want to look at everything, kind of take it almost like a joke in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Not be. I don't want to ever think to myself, "Oh, what they're telling me, them talking down on me, is real." Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever think like that because if I do, I'm just gonna bring myself down. You're gonna bring yourself down. So you know if they decide to talk down on me i'm like oh they're just joking you know they're just messing with mm-hmm. me they're trying to they're trying to get me mad yeah that's that's sort of my my way of thinking so you
0: you you locked out anger deep down in you
1: oh yeah yeah he he ain't he ain't coming out for a for a long time hopefully or hopefully ever
0: well but what what is what is wrong with like letting that out and just releasing it and let it to just like fly away and go
1: I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with it. It's m- my thing is you know if it did ever come out, I would I would hate for it to affect someone else, in in a way like th- with that anger, I would only want that to affect me. I would never want that to affect someone else. So if it ever decided to come out, I'd only want it to come out if I was by myself. You know, I, mean, I don't want I don't resort to like harming myself, but <clears throat> you know, resorting to just you know letting it all out. And then just going on with the rest of my day. I would hate to let my anger out verbally or never physically on someone else because, you know, that's not ever something you want to do.
0: No, I definitely like uh, things like this, you know, like I feel like we 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 all have like a a locker Mm -hmm. deep down in our heart that's full of um, could be anger, guilt, shame, you know, things like that, that uh, we are trying to keep them you know because we feel like if they if they go out they either harm somebody or we're afraid we're going to very badly harm ourselves right because of them but i feel like the reality is uh although it's a very very it's a big step out of the comfort zone but when you really release them you know you you start discovering uh, that how more comfortable you will feel with who you are and how happier you feel with who you are. You know, because now that past or whatever that has happened that created that, whatever it is in your locker, now it's free away and that's not part of you anymore. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. That's how I see it. I like that. Um, I wanna, we talked about adversities. Uh, we talked about cutting hair. And I wanna know about uh, what is your. Let me let me just ask you like this: What is your personality look like?
1: Man, <laughs> the way the way I describe my personality is something that everyone else but me could explain the best. Yeah, 100%. I feel like I feel like if I went up to one of my friends and had them tell me okay. what they think of me. That is probably the best description. But if I had to try my best to explain myself, I would say I'm just someone who's outgoing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'll never shy that da- I'll never shy away a conversation. OK, OK. Because cutting hair, you know, the conversations I have and just like how different they are and how meaningful they can be, mm-hmm. regardless of how much I know someone mm-hmm. that shifted how I am socially. Mm-hmm. I'll never shut down a conversation. Who knows? I could meet someone who could change my life or, I could change their life in in the matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also someone who's um, a strong believer in improvement. Mm-hmm. because I feel like if you have a mindset of not wanting to be better, or feeling like you can't be better, right? We mentioned earlier there mm-hmm. are people who are, are, are scared; they're afraid of yeah. doing something they love. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I, I, had a, I had a blank real quick. Um, if I could. But um, you know, always, always wanted to be better. Always wanted to improve, right? Never settling for so. being like all right or being like, you know, this is good enough. I don't like that word, good enough. The there phrase. is
0: not no such a thing as good enough.
1: Right? Yeah. You can always do better. So I'm always someone who has this this mindset of second place. Now, it sounds weird when I say it at first. People are always confused by it. But what I always say is having a second place mentality Sorry, is when you're in second place, you're always reaching a spot above you. And that spot is number one. Mm-hmm. So you're always trying to improve. You're always trying to work hard to get to that spot. Because if you're at the top and you have that top mentality, the only place you can go is down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Another mindset I have is, you know, I want to aim big, mm-hmm. right? Love that. Um, I learned this uh, quote from a barber back from home in Salem. Yeah. His name is E.T. the Barber. Mm-hmm. That's a shout out. Um, he said, you know, I'm going to aim big. He said i'm gonna aim so big that if i fall any short my i still hit, i'm still way higher than my original goal you know what i mean love that yeah so it's not like you know shooting for infrastructure or shoot from stars, whatever however mm-hmm. the saying goes but it's like you just want to aim very high so that way if you fall any short below it you're still you still hit a very high point of mm-hmm. a goal so um for me, growing up, I've always been about mindsets. So, um, what else, what else can I say about myself? Um, I don't know. I, I, some basic things, you know. I'm goofy. I love I love to cook. <laughs> love that. Um, yeah, man. I I don't know. Like I said, I feel like my friends could describe me way better than myself.
0: I want I want to add something about the whole uh, the second place and first place. What you said. Mm-hmm. It, it just came to my mom when you were talking about it. I feel like it's 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 an amazing uh, life if you can live your life every day waking up knowing that you're second place and go to bed at night knowing that you reached the first place. But the day after that you're going to wake up, you're still in second place. There you go. That's why because y- that means you need to live the best of your life that day because that night might be the last time you're alive. Yes, you know? sure. So you always every night you want to reach to the first place, but you've got to remember tomorrow You back to second place.
1: There we go. I like that's a good. one (laughs) I I really like that one.
0: Um, so Micah, uh, what is the biggest lesson you ever learned in your life?
1: Man, I would say just don't be scared. You know, you you already covered it. I mean, you answered Mm -hmm. my, you answered, you had my response before I even said it. Um, just don't be scared. Don't be scared. You know, if there is something you love. And you feel like you can be very successful in it. Mm-hmm. I don't see why you shouldn't go all in. You know, there's always going to be those thoughts like we we spoke about earlier. Doubt. You know, what mm-hmm. if? What if? What if? What, what if, if is if? a big one. Yeah. Right. What if I'm not good at this? What if I don't succeed? What if I'm not as good as someone else? That 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 last <laughs> sentence. What if I'm not as good as someone else? Man, that one that one gets in me deep because you should never compare yourself to someone else. If you compare yourself to someone else's success. Then you're only ta- you're only being negative on yourself right away. Yeah. But um, I'm sorry, bro. What was the question again? I was the I, biggest I, thing I, ever There, in we, life. Go, there yeah. we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. It's always not being scared, man. It's just you need to understand if this is something you love, man, just go for it. Just go for it. If you if you have a little bit of a of a bump in the road. That's mm-hmm. normal, right? That's something we always. Gonna, no one has a perfect path, Yeah. right? No one has a straight path. It's curves, it's twists and turns, it's you know mm-hmm. setbacks, it's stuff like that. So just be patient. Patience is key. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're never gonna get what you want to get like right away. It everything happens with time. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest lesson: is just don't be scared. Understand that things will happen in your in your like in your favor might take a little longer than you would hope for but in the long run it'll all be worth it with time
0: as long as i feel like every day you fight to get there you're gonna go to bed very happy exactly i love that um we're gonna after after we finish recording we're gonna do a game um it's called uh judge the cots in the net okay um, we're gonna judge some haircuts with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, if y'all, uh, if anyone wants to watch that part with Micah, I'm going to be posting it on my Instagram, Armon Uh But before we get there, uh, we call ourselves Yes I Am because we believe you can put any word in front of it and just be that person. You know the whole the whole thing about Yes I Am is. You are capable of doing anything, but the the first step is to first believing that, believing that you can be that person and then you you will make it happen. So if Micah wants to put anything, any word, any phrase in front of yes I am, what would that be?
1: I would say, yes, I am capable of doing this.
0: Wow. I've been I've been getting a lot of that, and I absolutely love it. You know, a lot of people will say yes, I am capable, and I think like that's one of the greatest words you can put in front of it. You know, absolutely. Because when you when you get to the mindset of that, you how capable you are, the world is unlimited. Mm-hmm. The possibilities are unlimited. Love that. Thank you for joining us today, Micah. It's been an amazing conversation talking to you. Um, make sure to t- tell your Instagram and everything. Uh, And if anyone is located in Corvallis, Oregon Make sure to hit up Micah for some uh, good, nice haircuts
1: Yeah, yeah. my Instagram (laughs) is Micah Arant So that is M-I-C-A-H-A-U-R-A-N-D-T
0: Fantastic And as always, Yes I Am Thank you for listening to this episode If you enjoyed it, make sure to subscribe and share with your friends And as always, Yes I Am